the At Smart Basketball Podcast featuring Bob Wothy, Ed Ronsman, and Zach Trexler. All right, uh, welcome to the next. No, I gotta start over. <laughs> as far as I feel like. I've never had to do the two takes on a start. Here we go. Go ahead. Take your time. All right. Welcome to the Smart Basketball. Nope, hold on. Got to start again. At Smart Basketball. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the At Smart Basketball podcast. My name is Bob Wolfie. With me tonight, Zach Trexler and Edward Ronsman. Ed, what's the best thing that happened to you over the weekend? Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Easter candy. (laughs) Really? That's the best you can do, huh? Yeah, I'm on the spot. Wasn't your uh, wife out of town for a couple days there, Ed? Yeah, that would be the worst thing over the weekend. Bachelor pad? I I thought you smoked some meat. I did smoke some meat. I still had three kids in this house. (laughs) (laughs) That's with one of them being gone still. Right. Zach, what did you do this weekend? My daughter's three-year-old birthday party. You know how that goes. That's right. That's right. I don't think you gave us an update on that. You guys uh, you guys were all invited, and no one showed up except for a bunch of Ashley's friends and, and some people from her daycare. Um, but yeah, it was good. We had a party. Uh, there was uh, some really exciting, uh, what's it, birthday party entertainment. We had a bus that is equipped with a, uh, inside, like, like a school bus. This guy runs a school bus. It's called the Tumble Bus. They, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's gutted the school bus and put in like a bunch of gymnastics stations inside the bus so the kids can like tumble around inside of it. It's pretty, the kids love it. That's, that's pretty sweet actually. Yeah. Yeah. It really is actually pretty cool. So we just gave some free advertising for Stan and his tiny tumble bus. Golden Ed has, Ed's laughing. He's got a thought. I don't know if it should be shared publicly, but I'm just no, guessing. I could, I could share it. I just picture Zach like not being impressed at all by any of the kids like tumbling feats, just like, just like watching it all go on <laughs> with just like a blank stare on his face. <laughs> There's so much joy, and then Zach is just that, sucking. You no, know, that's it not all fair, up. man. That's not fair. Ed. I, I sit with kids. <laughs> I'm gonna give a hundred percent with with my enjoyment of life because kids are actually pretty cool. Now with you, I, I, that's a different story because you're a grown man. <laughs> I, I honestly, I probably could do a somersault, but I think I'd probably hurt myself. That would be fun to watch, Bob. That, yeah, I would. I would pay to see that, Bob. In our day long competition, long. if you did, if we had like most number of you know somersaults completed within like the span <laughs> of five minutes, you would definitely beat me on that challenge. God, I don't know, man. I used to be really good at uh, not getting like dizzy as a child, but I don't know, man. These days. I don't know. Could be a good one. Um, Ed, uh, did you apologize to your coworker for not paying him yet when I asked you to do so? Well, I would like to know why I have been appointed <laughs> to pay him when you've collected all of the fees from the biggest pool ever. Just so you uh, can continue to make interest off my ledger. I think... Um, there's two reasons. Number one, um, because I think there's there's a thing where when you're the sponsor, you got to pay the guy, and I'll get the money to you. Also, Uncle Bob, it was me money, so I'm waiting on Uncle Bob. So blame Uncle Bob, not me. 
So, I mean, it's not like I'm going down to get like $100 out of the ATM. Like, I got to get like 400 something out for Chase. <laughs> Can you guys give some backstory on this? Who owes who owes who? What's the. Uh, so, a guy that Ed invited to uh, the Masters Pool won the pool, and I asked Ed to pay the guy last week. And then a couple of days later, the guy's like, hey, what's the delay? I haven't, I haven't got my money yet. I thought Bob was joking. I, and I think I swore at you at least once. Ed, yeah, to, to be fair and to be clear to our listeners, Ed never agreed to pay the guy, nor even really acknowledged what I was saying other than to tell me to fuck off or, or something along those lines. <laughs> That's so. about right. <laughs> the best thing is I share a wall with Chase um, at work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then so when, when Chase emailed me, I, I copied Ed on the response. I said, Ed, please advise as to why you haven't paid yet. <laughs> uh, great guy. How many of your coworkers listen to this podcast, Ed? Um, none. I think a uh, couple none. of them are aware of it, but none of them listen to it to my knowledge. He would okay. probably like to keep it that way. I, I, feel um, like, I feel like I'm fine. I'm fine with my coworkers hearing this. It's okay. fine tubing. I remember uh, back in the old days. Go ahead, Bob. Let's change that tonight. I'd like to change the fact that Ed's okay with his coworkers listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd like to add, on that note, Ed, I'd like to ask you, would you rather be rich and look like Charlie Villanueva or be poor and look like Jimmy Butler? <laughs> wow, this is a great... <laughs> Zach, these are like questions for Tom. Um, so, what's Tom, the reference? Tom, who's Tom? Zach knows what I'm talking about. Ed, Ed's making Dan Lebetard show. Uh, but this is the again. these are the exact questions that are asked. So, I think I'd be I think I'd be fine being um, rich and looking like Charlie Villanueva. You could pencil okay. in some. You can pencil in some eyebrows. <laughs> Zach, I'm a little thoughts. confused. I'm confused. Are we are we trying to to say that Villanueva's ugly? We're not taking into account the fact that he is or isn't actually a millionaire or or rich or whatever. Just strictly based off of his looks. Based, just based off of his looks. Yeah. Villanueva and who else? Who was the other option? Jimmy Butler. You think he looks good? Yeah, I want I to dive into this more. <laughs> I think he's hot. Yeah, I don't know how you picked Butler as like the the opposite of of uh, Villanueva. I think I, I'm gonna I googled... go with. To be clear, I googled the, the most handsome NBA players, and Jimmy Butler came up as, as, as the top. Okay, I'd rather talk about who's the most handsome NBA player. Okay, I think I, your... I could name at least five or six more. I mean, what about who's hotter than isn't, Jimmy? Isn't Giannis pretty attractive? Uh, no. Really? I don't think so. He's a pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be having this conversation today. <laughs> Right, <laughs> three I mean, dudes. I mean, I'm what fine about Butler? Makes it, him, but... I mean, I, I see you just Google this, but I mean, what about? I just don't understand. What about Butler? Is he's? I mean, he's not a bad-looking guy. Like, I mean, Villanueva is pretty, pretty ugly. I mean, we can all agree on that. But is he the <laughs> ugliest? Like, wouldn't if well, we're going all time? Because you wouldn't Villanueva, who doesn't play anymore. Let's go. I mean, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell's up there. Yeah. Um, well, I point. I did bring this up earlier in the season, and you guys disagree with me, but I think that Trey Young is kind of an ugly guy. Oh God, goodness! Not this conversation again. Okay. <laughs> well, we're just making a, a current NBA player because 
Charles Villanueva Except Trey Young actually looks now. pretty good. He's a pretty good-looking guy, and Ed actually thinks he's not good-looking, which is interesting, but okay. I don't know. Right. I just saw, like, his hair all over the place. He's got, like, a unibrow, kind of, like, patchy facial hair. It just seemed... I, just, it just kind of jumped out at me. Guys, I don't think we're going to uh, come up with the answer on who is the most attractive NBA player tonight. So let's move on uh, to the NFL. The draft. If is I think of week. it, I'll bring it back, Bob. I'm the draft is this is this week, Zach, and uh, I'd like to know your personal philosophy. Do you draft for need or do you draft the best player available? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I disagree that that was a, a bad co- topic. But, but uh, <laughs> do I draft for need or what? What was the, what were the options? Do you draft for need or the best player available? So first of all, um, if we're going to talk about the draft, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you that I think the uh, the draft should be the NFL should kill the draft. I think the draft is a, is a is a waste of everyone's time if we're talking about talent evaluation because the last I, I don't know what the I don't have exact stats on me here but I'm pretty sure the teams who draft near the top of the draft every year like not the Patriots not the Steelers they don't need top draft picks to succeed so I guess if I'm drafting at the top of the you know if I have the number one pick I would I would I would trade is, is it would be the option because Trade all of value. your picks. Trade all of your picks. Trade them right? all away. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so Zach, you, you... Zach would trade with the Patriots to take pick 31 or 32, depending on the year, if they win the Super Bowl or lose the Super Bowl, by just swapping picks and just saying, well, the best team's well, drafted at the end of the first, so that's where we want to draft. <laughs> well, you might be able to get a better, like you might be able to try, you know, trade two, uh, you know, get two picks in return for your top, for your higher pick, you know. Do it in a way that makes sense, Ed. I mean, I'm not here. In a, I'm not in the business of of charity when it comes to He's not not to being, in the business you know, of charity for something yeah. that he doesn't view should exist. I like yeah. the idea of, or the alternative is Zach just forfeiting, kind of like what happened the one year when the was it the Ravens that didn't get their pick in on time, or the or the Vikings and teams rushed up to the podium because once you miss your time, then the next teams oh, run yeah. up. Zach doing that yep. on purpose and then deciding that five or six feels like a good spot rather than number one. That sounds exciting. I can't. I can't imagine why I didn't watch that. That was kind of exciting. It was the most exciting thing I've seen in the uh, NFL draft. Ed, do you like the uh, best player available approach? Because I feel like you do because you you follow you follow guys who know what they're talking about. So you're always going to take the best player available, right? It's the best player available at a position of need. Is <laughs> usually what is usually what it turns out to be. But like, I mean, I think in theory you like that, but in practice, I don't think it. Totally happens. Um, well, I, I think know. I think almost all teams take the best player available these days. Like they'll ignore they'll ignore an area of need because oh this guy we had him ranked number three overall and he fell to us at number eight we had to take him. And they're like they're like slaves to their draft rankings that way. I feel like it's inappropriate. I think their draft rankings are skewed towards their positions of need, so that even if they can say well if the Packers take. This one of these tight ends from Iowa, they're going to say he was the highest graded player on our board. Well, he was the highest graded player because they made him that way. It's funny you mentioned the word slaves. That's the first thing I think of when I think of the you know the draft in any league. It's it's basically a human auction. <laughs> okay, Zach, we can have this argument. So tell me what because um, this has been stewing for the last couple. Well, maybe today. Um, so is is your thought that college players coming out should be able to pick the team that they go to? 
I don't really think it's it's that. I think there's still going to be team. It's just a matter of, of, of teams bidding and paying the highest dollar for that player. That way, the players should get they will get rewarded with the proper market value. Right now, so it's auction um, draft. Auction draft. I wouldn't call it okay. Sure. Call if we're talking draft. fantasy, you know, it's like a fantasy league. It's like an auction draft. The highest better. Sure. So, so like, how would that play out then if you're the Colts? And you have a pretty good team. Did they make? Did they make the playoffs last year? I think they yes. did. So they yeah, have the most salary cap space, and they just go out and bid on Nick Bosa or somebody like that, even though they're picking in the twenties. Is that the way you think it should go? The more I think about actually, it, this is actually way more exciting. Yeah. I like I love this that. idea even better than before because I. I Initially, it was just like a you know free agency, but when we talk about like an actual auction, it basically you know free agent auction bidding, isn't that the yeah what it's called in fantasy leagues on you know on bye weeks or uh, between weeks? Yeah. So yeah, this sounds actually way more exciting than the usual snake draft. I'm sure it's going to go over draft, I guess. I'm sure it's going to go really well to go back to the age of like Sam Bradford getting a whatever fifty million dollars guaranteed as a rookie player before they change the. The wage scale. Now you've got well, let's, one of let's these guys honest. coming why and making thirty. Why shouldn't he be able to get that? I mean, if, if there's a player, yeah. What is the wrong that with money, that? Yeah. Why why have a why have a salary cap in general? Well, I, I like the idea of a salary cap. You need competitive balance. I'm that's okay with the salary, salary cap, cap in this case. I'm also okay without it, but that's a whole other, whole other conversation. I'd still like to get back. So they made the. I don't know about this. The NFL made a rule change where. Because of Sam Bradford, they changed the, the rules where, where rookies have a like a, a cap on how much they can earn. No, it's like it was by spot, right? It wasn't by on spot Sam. It wasn't Sam Bradford. He may have been the last year of it, but it was for rookies in general of how much money they were making. What's the point of that rule? I don't understand it. What's the, what exactly is the is the, the value well, there? Who's who's winning? Well, the besides vet, owners, the veterans, so that there's not as much money spent on these guys, so that there's theoretically more money. Okay, so it was a collective bargaining. Yeah. It was the thing. CBA, which the rookies have no part of, which I agree with the problem with that. But in theory, and, it was and, for and the here veteran we are today, Right. And here, here we are today where veterans like Le'Veon Bell, I feel like they have to go on on strike, basically, because they're not getting so, paid enough. Because So you know what they could do is they could, uh, they could make a rookie salary cap. How about that? Each team gets, each team gets $10 million for the draft. And each player gets auctioned off. This is this, this is basically the the NFL run by Bob Wothy. It is because it sounds like <laughs> one of our fantasy leagues. There's like there's sub uh, there's salary caps for every week. This isn't fantasy camp, Bob. This is real football. This is our these are billion dollar franchises. This is real. This is real football. Donovan Mitchell's a good looking guy. Jonathan Mitchell's a good looking guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's yeah. Okay, let's let's uh let's move on. So, um, Ed, it's baseball season. I know you don't really don't really follow baseball, but should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Zach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really talking about Pete Rose and him being in the Hall of Fame? Is that what we're doing? Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Zach, uh, I'd like to move on to the Are You Surprised segment. Are we okay. ready? Are we ready? I'm ready, yeah, let's let's okay. do it. Does that surprise you, Zach? Are you surprised yet? 
Zack? Mr. Zack, are you surprised? Does that even surprise you? Talking about shocking you. There's the drop. And, okay. uh, and can we can we quickly shout out our producer Peter McCullough for the drop there? Yeah, in fact, I can. Uh, I, I bet Peter wouldn't be surprised by this one, but Zach might be. Zach, are you surprised that light bulbs in the New York City subway system screw in backwards with left-handed threads so that people won't steal them to use at home? Talking about shocking you. No, that's actually surprising. That is that's surprising. Actually pretty good. That's a good one. Oh! Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I well, I'm a little confused though because like, wouldn't so two things? Couldn't they just put covers on the lights? Like, where are these light bulbs at? They're in the subways. I mean, you know, you go down a like, stairwell, you go, you're standing on the platform. There's lights everywhere. You're underground. They're exposed, and they're when they're on, they're hot. Like, who's gonna go with the effort of, of of touching a hot light bulb to steal it? <laughs> apparently, somebody. Apparently, people were. I'm gonna go with that's a bit of an over engineering idea by somebody who thought they were funny at the the city hall. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm honestly surprised. That, that's a that's a surprising tactic. I think it's a good idea just from a little bit of my line of work of when the economy was bad and some of these homes were vacated, everything Ooh. was taken. Like I'm talking ceiling fans, light switches, um, people would pull up the Wait, carpet. Where was that, Ed? Any of like... This is in your locale? Like condo units that were abandoned by like investors. In North Florida? Yeah. Yeah. They would... Huh. People would take anything they could out of there. So I, th- I like the idea. I, I would say I'm surprised too. Not that it was asked of but, me. But these units were were abandoned, right? Yes, it was there. Yes, okay. it was abandoned. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too much into it. There's that's that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. So I think we've we've surprised Zach. But Zach, I've got two more. Um, yeah, please please continue. I want to be kind yeah. of further surprised. Yeah. So uh, Zach, are you surprised that farmed salmon actually can get depression, which causes them to stop eating and radically changes their physical attributes? No, that's not surprising. Nah, I mean, I'm dude. curious. I want to hear a little bit more about this. Like, what what about their? Do they do they get fatter? And more, no, they more... they stop eating. They stop eating, so they get skinnier. Oh. Yeah. So they're no longer. That's not. They're not good salmon for 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 human consumption. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. They're depressed. So yeah, maybe not that surprising. Uh, the last one here is uh, Zach. Are you surprised that the uh, there's a species of wasp known as the tarantula hawk? That um, that this, that their sting is described as immediate, excruciating, unrelenting pain that shuts down one's ability to do anything except scream. And this, not only that, this wasp is the state insect of New Mexico. Zach, does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me because I feel like in nature anything is, is possible. But that's interesting. That's not too far from here. I'm in, yeah. Being in Colorado, I'm a little worried. Uh, I should, you know, maybe those. Those uh, tarantula wasps will uh, will migrate northward soon with the uh, inevitable climate change. How did you learn about that one? What was your uh, what was your uh, method for, for for finding these nuggets? Just just knowledge that I have. I mean, general oh, it's knowledge. Just, just knowledge you have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Similar to how you are a college basketball mastermind, you also know a lot about the. Insect population of, of New Mexico. Hawk. Yes. 
Yes. Also, the tarantula hawk is is widely known to be second only to the bullet ant in terms of uh, most painful bites or stings, as it were. Where do uh, bullet ants reside? What's their locale? I believe South America. Okay. <laughs> I could I could be wrong. <laughs> Honduras and Paraguay. Yeah. All right. Close enough. Central America. All right. Basically South America. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's change gears here. And um, since we're talking about handsome NBA players, Zach, if you only had one week left to live, which NBA player would you like to spend it with? One week to live. <laughs> right? I just want to make sure I understand the parameters here. One week to live, and I can, and I'm going to pick an NBA player to hang out with or live with. Do whatever you want with, yeah. Okay. It's your, it's your last they, week. It's your last do week. Do they have to be die. like alive? Yes. Yes. They do have to be alive. Okay. So it's not, not okay. Current, active, live person. Um. Four, four players. Active players. Active the, players. Active. Active. Active players. Okay. I would probably go with. Oh, that's a good one. I might have to go with James Harden. James Harden. Okay. He seems James Harden's. He's always been kind of that kind of different personality that I kind of uh, gravitate towards. Uh, maybe Russell Westbrook. I don't know. Uh, he, you know, I don't know if he'd like me. Chances are he wouldn't. But, but Your I, last I, week I could be miserable. Chance. He'd, be with... He'd be real You're petty. He'd be real petty anytime he could. <laughs> no, I think, I think you guys are, are, are giving uh, Russ the wrong, the, wrong, uh, the wrong label there. I think he's actually a nice guy. You know, as long as you don't write, um, you know, discriminating, not, uh, disparaging columns uh, in the newspaper about him. As long as you uh, don't uh, yell at him from the sidelines uh, about his race, I think you're going to be his friend. All right. I, I don't know about that one. Ed, your thoughts? Well, my obvious answer is Nikola Jokic. And I would go yeah. and, and go. I'd like to see his um, horse farm in northern Serbia where he has um, heart, where he does harness racing and has a stable. Does he have? Is it active? Is yeah, that like a, yeah. I was okay, reading. I, I was yeah. reading something that they were. I read a uh, an athletic piece on the Denver Nuggets on where they were the Nuggets players ten years ago, and I'm trying to think of what the significance of ten years was. It had to do something with beating the Spurs in San Antonio, and they went back to all the players. And Jokic was what 14 or working in a stable, and one of his friends who trained him and now is running Jokic's stable now back at home while he plays in the NBA. So it is an okay, active yeah. stable. I did not know that. I just knew I've, I've seen like the pictures of him like riding around in the cart, but uh, <laughs> Bob, I did not realize. Yeah. Bob, can you analyze what would that do to one of the standard breads to have um, a six foot 10, 200 and I mean, charitably a 260 pound guy um, as a rider behind one of the standard breads. They'd be fine with it. That's a hardy breed, man. That's they'd be okay. Figured, be I see like right. the wheels, like like if it's like a damp track, like the wheels, like kind of grinding into the into the dirt. <laughs> well, so, it's, it's actually weird. I, like it a actually hoe, like going behind the horse. <laughs> I don't even understand. I mean, the, the drivers can be pretty wildly varying in weight, and some people say that heavier drivers actually are easier on the horse because they don't bounce as much. Like it's a steadier <laughs> load. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I don't know if I buy that, but 
That's wouldn't it thing. make sense actually if they once they get going and they're kind of coasting along if they were heavier wouldn't it right. be that's that's part of the argument too right it's like an object that, in motion tends to stay in motion sort of thing there's more energy there yeah because how much does a cart weigh the cart probably is fairly lightweight right yeah it's super lightweight i mean i don't know but not more than 20 pounds and a horse weighs a horse weighs what uh 1500 pounds a ton thousand ish thousand pounds so yeah, they're they're carrying this 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 device that is roughly you know fifteen percent of their body weight, kind of like not a big deal. Right, it's like a human being carrying around a twenty pound weight, right? Especially on wheels, it's like me, you know, going around the yard in a, in a wheelbarrow. Once I get going, man, watch out. <laughs> That's a pretty great visual, I'm gonna say, Zach, just like zooming around his yard with a wheelbarrow, possibly unable to stop. <laughs> it's happened i believe it um so i think we're running out of time i'll here. be right guys back. I... <laughs> <laughs> breaking news ed will be right back i was gonna i was hoping we could do a segment today where we talk about ed's tweets i was gonna open it up to the floor so we can do that. great we got an ed's tweets uh segment coming up here yeah so I read uh uh, some some re- uh, recent or any real uh, you know tweets and replies from Ed's Ed's personal Twitter <laughs> what? account. I'm so excited. This is this is a great segment. Let's Are go. you shocked, Ed, that I'm doing this? Screw you guys. I'm signing off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll be yeah, you'll be pleasantly surprised by this when you get to listen to this later. He actually left. He signed he off, actually, didn't he? He actually left. What he doesn't even, doesn't even want to defend himself. Well, these are on Twitter. I mean, no one these these aren't hiding from anybody. Uh, let's start with the first his most recent reply to Drew McGarry. So Drew McGarry, uh, those of you who follow Drew might know that he posted something about him being inter- interviewed by a local newscast, and his face uh, in the screenshot's pretty mm. funny. Yeah. Um, and Ed's reply uh, on uh, this is going back eight days. You look like you think you saw the Blair Witch. <laughs> That was a great That's tweet it. in uh, 2006, I believe. I think I think you're right. I think that that, that tweet's a little bit dated. I mean, I, I appreciate Ed. He's showing in here is at 6:56 a.m. So that's pretty. For, for I guess that's for him. It's around 9 a.m. But that's still uh, a good, nice morning tweet. Ed did a retweet. Uh, his his most previous uh, tweet was a retweet of a jersey from the Nuggets, basically a, a, a giveaway. Um, it says RT for a chance to win this jersey, courtesy Ooh. of Western Union. So he was trying to win to win a jersey. <laughs> trying to win a jersey on Twitter. Awesome. He only, I mean, there were only three thousand retweets, so he had a one in three thousand chance of winning. So I give him some credit for at least trying. <laughs> um, let's go one more here. Um, back to the tenth of April, he did a retweet of awful announcing, uh, talking about Mike Francesa. Um, Basically, he's regurgitating more uh, Levitard Show content. He did at least call it out by saying, at Levitard Show. But his retweet of uh, Mike Francesa was, King Kong swatting at airplanes, HT at Levitard Show. Um, there you have it. Ed, that's, that's all. I'm, I'm not going to go too far down his timeline, yeah. Sorry, Ed. I think we've, uh, we've buried him enough for one night. Yeah. I feel bad for him because I feel like I really do like Ed. I'm not like trying to... To, to make him feel bad, I just think he's he's a he's a funny guy. I mean, he's kind of, um, he's kind of a goofy. I don't want to say oaf because that's another Levitard show thing where they he calls uh, 
the 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 studio producer's oaf or one of the guys is an oaf. And really, Ed though, he's kind of an oaf. He's kind of a goofy, thinks everything's funny when it isn't, <laughs> kind of a thing. So he's uh yeah he's he's kind of um I was he's not a throwback because he because he thinks everything's funny and I feel like throwback guys are like more serious. But he's like a he's he's like a he's like a a fifty year old like a dad. Um, he's like a dad he really is like a dad. a dad he is a walking dad joke <laughs> which is apt i mean he is a father and he's got four kids so That's, that is his life so can't blame him. But so was that all you had really that was as far as you were going was that uh little sports quip <laughs> questionnaire <laughs> i had a few more questions i mean but i'm gonna save them for some other time yeah, save it for next time. I want to you. You had mentioned a couple of days ago that there was something about Andrew Bogut being uh, lucky. I want to hear about that uh, little uh, tirade. Right now. Whenever we can, we can yeah. save it for next week too, if you no. like. No, let's do it. I, I just think okay. uh, I feel like he's. I mean, I'd have to pull up his his basketball reference page, but I feel like if he was not on the Warriors. Like, would he touch the court for another team oh, at this no. stage of his career? And he's won how many rings with them? Yeah. And... Well, you could. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you're totally right. He was. Uh, he's a. He's he, his. His current success is a very happenstance result of him being on the Warriors. I mean, they could have. They could use a variety of of tall guys. I think. Uh, did he even? Didn't Bogut yeah. not play last year for the Warriors? What didn't he play somewhere else? Actually, I'm just. I'm just looking at. Uh... I didn't even realize so, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of the loop on this one because he hasn't played yeah. the Warriors since uh, 20, 2016. That's his last yeah. season. And then he right, played. and they, I don't know. I don't know if they just signed him in the mid midseason or traded for him or something. But he definitely was not a part of their their, their at least last year. Yeah, sixteen seems seems even more beyond than what I thought. But uh, time flies, I guess. I mean, so yeah, sixteen. He played in uh, uh, twenty six games for the Mavericks, uh, playing twenty two minutes a game. Uh, and then he played not. I'm sorry, 24 games for the Lakers, and he played nine minutes a game last year. But now he's back uh, with the Warriors in the playoffs here, and appears to be getting some PT. I mean, well, you know, he was only he's only going to be playing because of the the Demarcus Cousins injury. He would be back to his nine minutes per game probably if if yeah. uh, right. But still, I mean, Cousins for, was healthy for a guy who. I mean, I, I, I don't know. He hasn't. He ever. He has not averaged double digit points since 2012. Um, to still be hanging around and getting playoff minutes seven years later is pretty remarkable to me. No, it's interesting. I think. I think what you had, you know the whole the whole concept of who's the luckiest NBA player, and I mean, you could go a lot of angles with that. You know, who got a a, a great contract when they didn't deserve it, who got right. drafted. Maybe when they just shouldn't have been drafted. Um, who you know who who won rings when they shouldn't have or didn't didn't really contribute, and I think Bogut is definitely one of those guys. Right. Um, I happened to run across a Bogut thing today where he uh, on Yahoo Sports he he was given the the uh, the, the freedom to write a, a little column about the Jared Dudley thing. Oh sure. Yeah, it was extremely boring. I would recommend nobody go check that out. Um, but that's what I ran into today when I was kind of checking out Bogut's uh, current status. And uh, 
he's he's so he has so much free time he can just write Yahoo Sports content during the the NBA playoffs while he plays for the Warriors. Well, right. I can't imagine he's like practicing. Like, what's he's not getting get better at this point. He might as well just write columns and show up for games. <laughs> what if I told you that NBA ratings were down thirty one percent this uh, this playoffs? I would. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's not in them, so I guess LeBron's not in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big thing. To, yeah, it's a big thing, and it's to me, it's it's a little depressing. It's like people have this Tiger Woods syndrome where they have to have this infatuation with with stars. They have to have their LeBron. They have to have their Tiger. And boy, if you take take those stars away, they just uh, they just can't get into it. And I just find that very strange. Well, Which, I think, yeah, I think the, like the first round matchups going on this year. Are honestly pretty boring too. I mean, I, none of these series really interested me at all. And not that I'm an NBA super fan, but usually I get into some of these. The only the only like semi interesting series to me has been Spurs Nuggets. The rest are pretty bad. Let's be honest with ourselves here. I, th- I think they'll pick I, up in round yeah. two. Yeah, but yeah. Well, so that's debatable. I mean, uh, there was I was uh, you know the sports radio that I listened to, which is basically just a Lebertard show. Uh, he actually made the comment that what you just said that the, the series are boring and then they had some people on who actually knew basketball and they were like well actually if you're paying attention there are some good series out there um, I think the, the Trailblazers um, Thunder series was maybe competitive up until no. the most recent game I don't, I don't think o- so obviously Nugget Spurs no okay no Sixers Nets has probably been the most entertaining. I mean, that's been yeah. I've only caught bits and pieces. Yeah, I watched oh. the highlights of it. Yeah, and it's uh, the whole Dudley. Yeah, nobody wants to watch Toronto play Orlando. I mean, everyone knows the Warriors are going to roll the Clippers. Um, yeah, box Pistons yawn. Yeah, I mean, in the the Rockets Jazz. I mean, that had potential signs of being a decent series before it started but then the rockets have just owned the jazz yeah it so. went downhill pretty quickly so yeah i mean i i don't know i will see what happens i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be down 31 percent by the time it's all said and done but we'll see we'll see yeah obviously warriors rockets is going to feel like an nba finals although bucks fans too bad that dropped off you could probably give us some some Bucks takes because he seems to be a, a semi Bucks fan, but you have to, you know, really wonder how how much the uh, I think the Bucks are the presumed favorite out of the East, right? At this point, I think so. Yeah, they got to be. And I think they'll give you know the Warriors um, a run for their money. The finals will probably be better than they were last year. I mean, it's not saying much, but that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> no.